0: microphone when I start this every single time and I I have to record and then I have to delete because I am such a nerd it's insane I've been doing this for going on two years now and I still feel awkward as fuck introing into a podcast and I'm like should I come up with a tagline like should I come up with like I like I have a one well not anymore but I have certain podcasters who like have something when they come in and they're like this and I just feel like that's like to me like Ooh, I'm not a big fan so I'm just gonna do it organically and then I come in and I'm like hey there and I hate myself and I stop it and I delete it and I begin it again every time y'all it doesn't fail stars are stars are just like us just kidding welcome back to Mad Yet Mighty it's me it's me I'm your host Megan Cipollone And we're back and it's July or the end of June. Well, when this is come, I think this will be July when it comes out. It's summertime and the people like we're out, we're out and not out and about like in restaurants and whatnot. But summertime gets people out and it gets me jacked like outside patios because that's really safely all that we can do right now or being out in nature walking or kayaking or just being outside which honestly for me is one of the most healing things and the fact that it's summer and then it's predominantly here in Cincinnati where I am we've had like a fantastic summer already it's been like blue skies every single day sun and when you have a stint of those days and then you have like a gray day, it's it's almost funny just to see because when we're in winter, like we we like crave like one good day. It's all gray. So like we don't know what it feels like to be like good on a consistent basis. And then when like you're good and you're feeling great because the actual production of vitamin D from the sun helps us so much and we're vitamin D efficient here on the Midwest. It's insane to feel the difference Then when you have like one day of gray, you're like, wow, like I feel I'm like been feeling really great. And like this is kind of different. Like what's going on? But it's been amazing. And I think the fact that COVID is going on and not like I spend a lot of time indoors anyways during the summer. I'm actually somebody who is even though it's hot out and even though it's humid, like I don't care. I would rather be outside than inside. I'd rather be just sitting outside or walking or doing something it just feels it fills me up it makes me feel so much happier and it's honestly why i want to go somewhere where i can live this kind of life 365 i just i crave it i love it so much i love it's this I, I know this is not going to be relatable but i'm going to say it anyways when i'm outside like i freaking love like not when i'm like in an outfit and I'm feeling uncomfortable, which honestly I've gotten kind of over that in my, in my getting older, I guess. But like when I'm outside, like I love to sweat. I'm like, yeah, sweat it out, baby, sweat it out. It feels great. Like outside and the sun's out and like we're sweating and it's just like, it's bizarre. It's bizarre land. And I know that's like, huh? But i'm I'm telling you, I'm not just saying that. It's like a weird thing, like I don't I don't mind it anymore. I'm like, yeah, break a freaking sweat. Like, do that work or just be outside. I don't know. Am I making any sense? Probably not. I don't care. But actually, no, I'm sure probably most people can relate to it. But that's just that's just how I've been feeling. So we're coming up to Fourth of July here, and I cannot begin to express the excitement that I have. I'm gonna be going away for a weekend a long weekend away with my closest group of friends who we've been friends for years and guys girls the whole shebang we have couples in our friend group but I've been with a friend group for not been with but like have grown up with my friends so this is something that like we haven't been able to do exactly in a while with both male and females like all the females have gone on on numerous trips recently we've been on a lot of like bachelorette party stuff not trying to get too insular but so yes we're going to like a summer camp weekend away at the lake and I cannot wait um for fourth of July however there's something that is will just always forever be on my mind that makes me so sad (laughs) and it's you know as a female I know that this is probably like a lament but For someone who has, you know, when you're going out to the lake, you know, you're going to be outside, you're going to be doing outdoor activities, you're not really going to be wearing makeup, it's going to be a very odd naturel weekend with the hair and the brows, and these are the things that go through my mind, and I'm like, you know what, like, what are you going to do, like, I have a wild mane of a head, I do not have thick hair, I have a lot of hair, it is not thick, it does not naturally lie straight, It is wirely, it is wavy, I have ringlet curls underneath, like, and I've been, even with Argan Glossing Shampoo, it actually makes it even curlier, because it's defining the curl and moisturizing the curl, so I have just, like, this wild hair if I do not straighten it or anything. I'm like, do you just go wild lion's mane, or do you do, like, what all, like, the cool girls do, and, like, put their hair back in French braids? Like, that's, like, the cool, like, yes, like hanging out cool girl by the pool put them back in the braids and honestly it's extremely it it just makes sense cuz then you don't have to like mess with your hair the whole time and I know that this is such a female concern but it's a huge concern of mine basically you put them back whatever you're good to go here's my thing i put my hair in french braids and i literally look like i do not have body it's like a tight headed Olga it is a slicked back and then when you get wet like my braids my like my hair goes from looking big to when you put it in braids it looks like it's like the size of your pinky finger it's like the smallest it's not like the beautiful luscious thick braids it's the size of my pinky finger and like long and stringy so I just like I have a big head and then two little weird like hanging ponytails it's not a good look I'm aware that's why I don't do it um And, you know, it just makes me so damn sad. You know, you're at the lake, you throw some, like, French braids in, like, what up, I'm cool, like, hanging out. No, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen for me ever, and it's really sad. So that's what I'm worried about this 4th of July weekend. Other than that, we're cool. Can't wait. I hope everyone has a phenomenal 4th of July weekend. I'm excited to get into this week's episode and I just pray to God that I'm not screaming at my microphone because I feel like I'm talking really loud because you know what? I'm extremely expressive and I talk really loud when I get excited. I'm super excited to record this episode because to be completely honest, getting back in a groove with this podcast, with this episode, even after Corona has just been wacky and weird for me and my life has changed like every basically like month by month it's changed and I'm feeling back and like a, a fun back into a really good grounded solid place even though our outside circumstances are still completely day by day month by month Uh, let's just say that we're still living in a lot of uncertainty so things are still weird and things are not normal and I just want to keep reminding everyone because I have to remind myself that you're not the person who you are right now, regardless of like how great you are to sticking by your routines or like what you've been performing at your job, like the person you are right now, we're we're so affected by by environmental stress and like our our lives around us and our lives around us right now aren't are different. We have a lot of tumultuous things happening in our country. A lot. A lot of uncertainty, a lot of polarization, a lot of racial unjust, a lot of um, global pandemic, what the hell's going on, politicalness that's turned politicalness that shouldn't be. And I can go both ways in that, and I'm not even going to get it because I don't even want this episode to really be about any of that because I'm jacked to just yik yak with you bitches about some announcements that have come out that I cannot wait because everything production-wise in Hollywood and any other places have been halted. However, they are slowly starting to open back up with guidelines, I suppose. But we're getting some announcements and I'm jacked to talk about them. But I also want to just say that the people we are right now are new people. We've never met these people before. It's us, but it's us in a a new, in a D, in a D, (laughs) in a new, in a new way because we're having to go about our our lives in a way that we've never gone about our lives before and having to have really like self-awareness thoughts about what's happening and but just 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 alone I want anyone listening alongside with myself to understand that we're, we're in uncharted land right now. So if you feel like you've maybe been off, if you feel like you're trying to get back to yourself or back to how you feel, I give yourself a break because give yourself a break and just tell yourself that you're, you're doing a good job. You're doing the best that you can in said circumstances. And even though it's like, oh yeah, that's like easier, but just really, if you can, just I hope that you can understand that, and hope that you can say that, like, the life that we're living right now, and the world that we're living li- right now, is something that we've never experienced, and it's out of the blue, and it's now I'm I'm talking more so about like the pandemic now, the racial unjust, police brutality protests and 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 movement and black lives matter movement that's a huge deal right now that's it should be a huge deal right now because it's a long time coming so that's something that also too that people maybe in this lifetime have never actually experienced experienced a a racial movement you know we've read about them in history books we've seen them and here we are still having to have them because the fight has still not been won so keep in mind, y'all, I mean, shit's wild in 2020. That's all I'm saying. And, like, it's – I feel like we're on the brink of a new kind of spiritual awakening. And, like, I am shouldn't have even teased that because then you're going to be like, well, what do you mean? And I'm going to be like, well, shit, I'm going to maybe talk about it next time because I wasn't the plan, but I just said it. Um, I think we're on the brink of something really big and really transformative. And it's something that I've actually read about and have um, believed – and I'll get into that next time um but yeah so we're going to put that to- <laughs> that's just terrible. I'm terrible. Um but we're going to we're going to move on because we're going to talk about some headlines and some announcements that have come out that I am just I I'm so excited about and there's not many things that I've been excited about recently and that's just me being real. So um I'm going to kick it off here. So for our Bachelor and Bachelorette fans or anyone who just, I mean, you got to hear about it literally all the time in every single pop. The Bachelor franchise is one of the biggest pop culture things of our time right now. And it's been all the fans, which is a huge fan base. We've been halted because of Corona. Um, We had our announcement of the first black male lead, Matt James which has been a so long time coming. And when you look back on the history of the show, you're like, wait a minute. Like it, it's, it's almost alarming when you look back and you look at like all the cast members or all the leads at least. And you're like, but wait, why hasn't a black man or a black woman before Rachel Lindsay or a brown man or a brown woman or been, been cast as the lead before just now? I mean, it, the proof doesn't i mean the proofs in the pudding the proofs in the details like it is bizarre and doesn't really make sense so personally i i'm i'm going to go back to Mac- mike johnson he should have been the fir- he should have been the first male black bachelor hands down the man was the full entire package he was the fan favorite like I, I still I still like talk about it when it comes out. I'm like, my Johnson, like I still have a I still have a dog in that fight. But like this is, you know what? If we're gonna start here, then we're gonna start here and thank God and good riddance, Matt James, who is a friend of previous um bachelorette contestant and finalist Tyler Cameron. Um the guy looks, you know, he's looks cute. He's he's successful, he's an entrepreneur. He started his own business, or started his own business. It's actually a company called ABC, and it works with inner city inner city schools to bring kids to different. It one gets them a meal, but two brings them to different restaurants around and kind of shows them the back end. and just gives them just gives them a experience, gives them a meal, gives them um, you know going around and exploring different possible job. Op- you know, just just putting them further. It's an outreach program. Super cool. So honestly, he sounds like a great guy. Uh, Hannah Brown's vagging, or vaging. Jesus, Freudian slip, vagging for him, vouching for him, which I don't know if anyone saw the article about Hannah Brown, who like saved a guy who capsized while whitewater rafting. Like there, I, I watched the video of it and it was right after she really bombed big time. And, Said the n word while she was singing along to a song in an Instagram story, which is severely tone deaf. And I'm not even going to go into that because I know that Homegirl feels extremely bad. And I know she's, well, she didn't really apologize the best that she could. She went uh, Instagram silent, wh- which I believe is because she felt so horrifically bad because I feel like she's also kind of like empathy. And felt, like, the disgrace that everyone else felt for her. And she just couldn't even, like, function as a human. And, however, regardless, she shouldn't have went silent. Should have avoided a way better apology than just, like, a weird little Instagram story that, like, disappears. Should have been, like, a post or, like, a whatever. I'm not her PR, but, or her publicist, but I think they missed the ball on that one. She has resurfaced and... She saved a guy while capsizing. I saw the video of it. It was a couple of whitewater rafting. And like they they go through like a whole, it's not like severe, like nobody got hurt, but like they flipped. And then there's like, they had like GoPros on and there's Hannah Brown, like leaning over her family's raft, like pulling this guy up. And I was like, Jesus, what a wild story. Um. So there was that. Okay. So I saw this in the headlines and it made me just, role in my grave that I'm not even in right now. Kristen Stewart. And for all who don't know Kristen Stewart, Kristen Stewart, who is Bella in the Twilight series, who is Snow White in that series, who is in, was she in Chelsea and She was definitely just in the remake of Charlie's Angels. Essentially, long story short, Kristen Stewart is not She's not the best actress, okay? She she just falls flat, and it's almost like you love her because she just, she is who she is, and you know that you're just gonna get the same really bland, oh, just like nervous performance from Kristen Stewart. And I saw that she was, is going to be set to star in Spencer, which is the, Story of Princess Diana and her separation from Prince Charles. So it's going to be set in the 1990s. And I just, I just was like, I couldn't even believe my eyes when I saw that somebody casted Kristen Stewart to play Princess Diana. I mean, are we tone deaf or are we, are we confused? Like, are we watching... Are we watching two different movies, two different performances by two different actresses when are watching the same thing? I am not trying to shit on Kristen Stewart. I mean, that's only kind of what it's doing. I just, she, she's good at maybe like, she may like may look good on screen, but there is no emotional character depth in that, in any performance that I've ever seen. And you're going to have her play one of the greatest one of the greatest public figures, women of all time, Princess Di. I'm just, I'm just stunned. And then I read the quote from the director of the sh- of the movie, who's saying that Kristen Stewart is one of the great actors around today, and just feels that she has the emotional depth and performance to portray Princess Diana. Okay. Now people have been given roles before and p- when they haven't really have done anything like substantial prior and they have like this knockout role and it's 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 great. I I'm going to go on record and say that I there is no there is absolute no way. And if I and if she proves me wrong, I will come on this podcast and I will say it. There is absolutely no friggin way. That Kristen Stewart is going to make our panties drop as Princess Diana and get any get any somewhat Oscar nod whatsoever. There's just not a way. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's just not a way. Once again, like I said, I'll go on this podcast and I will and I will and I will take that. I will take that. I will swallow it down. I will swallow my pride and I will say that I was wrong. But there is not. There is. There is literally no chance in freaking hell. That it's going to be good. I, I, just, I just don't believe it. So prove me wrong. Prove me wrong Kristen Stewart. And let's see if uh, you can actually pull off playing C- Princess Diana. Anywho. Let's move on to something that's actually super interesting. And could possibly be very cool. Um, so right now there is rumors. Rumors speculating or hearing that Michael B. Jordan is set to portray tony montana in the coen brothers remake of scarface okay now i got to be excited about this one because one i think michael b jordan is extremely talented and anyone who needs like a mental shake of michael b jordan so he was just he just played kill mongol monger in um, black panther he was in the new Creed movies. He was also in the one really good movie was Zac Efron, and the other guy was it Miles Teller, and they were all oh, I forget the name, and it was like a rom com. Anyways, super talented, really great, hot, hot, extremely attractive. Um, but that's besides the point. So rumored to play Tony Montana in Scarface. Um, now the Coen Brothers, who are super well known. Um, just to name a few other movies, Fargo, the big Lebowski, Oh brother, where art thou? No country for old men burn after reading. Um, so let's just great, great writers. Now, do I think that, do I feel like with this one, I feel like with this one where there's smoke, there's fire. I think this would be super cool. Um, do I, and I think it's probably true Hopefully, we find out soon, but I would be absolutely so excited to see that remade with Michael B. Jordan, see what the modern day spin take is. Coen Brothers are dark, are weird, f- twist can be twisted, dark sense of view. So, like, I feel like it would be a really great match. Now, let's just find, let's just hang on and see if that actually happens. Now, this is an announcement that actually was. Is true, has been confirmed. Another big movie push and franchise push that's going to be happening is Margot Robbie is set to star in the new female-led Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, which at first I'm like, okay, I I know that they've started this trend with like Ghostbusters and as somebody who was like so pro-female, I understand the point of these But they just can kind of, I feel like sometimes they can fall a little hokey. That's my only concern with this is that they, I get what they're trying to go for. And I understand that. And I get that they're trying to get like this female ensemble instead of male ensemble. And I'm all, I'm all about that. But it can, it reads and can read a little hokey. And I feel like Ghostbusters read a little hokey. Now, They're saying that with this, that it's not going to be a remake of the Johnny Depp Pirates of the Caribbean. It's going to be an entirely new storyline with entirely new characters, but it's just going to be a female-led movie. And the writer of it actually is Christina Hodgson, who scripted Birds of Prey, which was Margot Robbie's solo movie of Harley Quinn. Now, that being said, I think it could be super sick. I wasn't the biggest fan of Birds of Prey. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. It was better than the original trailer led on to be. However, I didn't really. I wasn't. I didn't feel totally rocked by it at the end. Um, However, I do think her style, the style will be cool for Pirates of the Caribbean. Obviously, a big Pirates of the Caribbean fan. Big, big fan. But. It'll be, it'll be interesting. So there's also a new, another new Pirates of the Caribbean franchise starting. So this is not really sure like production wise and release wise where this is all going to kind of pan out. Um, So we're going to have numerous new Pirates of the Caribbean. However, one's completely female led and one, I don't know if they're going to like move on from the storyline or create like a new storyline, not necessarily female led, but Just be on the lookout for that. I'll be excited. I'll obviously see it. I think it'll be super cool. Um, But just will be interesting exactly how that plays out. If they're going to still be underneath. I don't know if they're going to be underneath. No, they won't be underneath Disney. That'll be something different. Anywho, speaking of Pirates of the Caribbean, this next one is pretty, is pretty freaking phenomenal. So there's another rumor so it doesn't necessarily mean it's true however I feel like this can be a pretty big talk and it's a movie that's already cemented already has its lead character and now is is rumoring this add-on. So we all know that the new Batman has been confirmed and Matt Reeves is going to be directing and we definitely know that Rob Pattinson, which by the way, I am so this is weird because we're talking about Rob Pattinson, we're talking about Kristen Stewart on the same I don't know. Things are just like whew, there's been a lot of synchronization recently in my life and it's like freaking me out, but it just knows that signs are real. Anywho, back to that. There's like so many tie-ins with this. It's crazy. Um we are talking about the new Batman who is gonna be starring Rob Pattinson super excited because I actually think Rob Pattinson has great has has skill has a really good I think he's I don't think I don't think he's great I feel like he's right on the brink of great I feel like he's still sometimes when he's he's like Rob Pattinson because he has like the Rob Pattinson eyes that get really big and sometimes I just still feel like some of his characters like weave together and you can still really see him through the care. Like he still really shines through not his character. However, seeing him in the lighthouse um, and seeing him in other movies, I think he has the emotional depth. So I'm excited to now see him in a role that's completely different. I mean, playing Batman is you're, you're playing Batman. So like you're either going to fall on your face or it's going to be really good. And I mean, we've seen people fall on their face. and We've seen people be really good. I'm, I have really high hopes for him as Batman. And I'm super excited. It's said to be released on October 1st of 2021. But here's the even better part that makes this even juicier. Holy shit. I'm so excited. It's being talked about. Oh my God, I can't even say it. I can't even say it. Am I making you sit on the edge of your seat right now? Are you freaking, freaking out? It's being talked about and rumored that Johnny Depp is in talks to play the Joker and Matt Reeves is the Batman. I know. I know. I know. Oh my God. It's insane. It's. I have an entire episode dedicated to my top the top Joker performances, so definitely go back. It's called Why So Serious. Check it out. I mean... I go in depth into this. I have a, I have an infinity for the Joker, and more so not, more so not so like the comic Joker, but I have an infinity for on-screen Jokers and actors who play the on-screen. J- the Joker has, there's a whole history behind the Joker. You're just gonna go back and listen to the episode, but in film, there's a big history, and now it's almost like an Oscar lock-in. People who play, we had Heath Ledger who won the Joker, who won the Oscar for Joker. Walking uh, Phoenix just won the Oscar for Joker, so it's almost a selling point for directors nowadays to be like, "Hey, I'm gonna cast this, and I'm you, I, we're gonna we want you as the Joker." And look back at all of these, like the possible Oscar nod that you can get for the, like for your performance. It's obviously a role that is just so, for some reason, man, and not some reason. It's a it's a nutty role. It's but it just. Get, it has mad respect it has mad respect in hollywood especially for the actors and what the actors have put themselves playing this insanely just this insane role but I, johnny depp guys can we talk about can we talk about johnny depp is the is the character is and this is hard to say because we have christian bale we have um walking phoenix who i think is also somebody who transforms. I've talked about that in previous podcasts. Um talk about that definitely in why so serious about there are types of acting and types of acting methods and types of actors who you you literally don't even see the person anymore. It's 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 something else. And Johnny Depp has made his career has defined his career with creating and cultivating characters that cannot be replicated. They are individuals. They eat, they breathe, they have their own ecosystem. They are in different realms. They are in different places. He has created these people, these real live characters. He himself changes, whether it's, 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 appearance wise it's vocally wise it's the man is an absolute and i think we forget i think we forget a lot of the times about johnny depp and like what he's done and i mean my god you just name him off the top of your head every single role i think he played like once was it like the secret window and blow which are also great movies and um playing like a normal person but from edward Scissorhands hands to uh, I mean, I can't even they're all like in my mind, from Sleepy Hollow, from uh, from Pirates of the Caribbean to Alice in Wonderland. I mean, the man is constantly shifting and changing. And I think the one thing that is always consistent is he you never see Johnny Depp in these characters. He, he completely, he completely puts on a new skin, which is just absolutely astonishing and is like a different type. It's, is in a different realm of acting. So if this comes out to be true, I will absolutely lose my freaking mind Um I know everyone will lose their minds and will be so excited. And I mean, uh, I think it was, oh my god, Kevin, uh, Kevin Smith was on a podcast and he was talking about if this rumor is true. And he's like, "Can you imagine any other person to play the Joker besides Johnny Depp? Come on, like, this is huge. This is huge and it's super exciting. And I'm just like, I cannot even function." So going on the Batman theme, there's also talks that Michael Keaton who played our Tim Burton's Batman and then in Batman Returns is, is talking about coming back and portraying Batman alongside Ezra Miller in Warner Brothers, the flash because we are coming out with the flash independent movie to try to help DC because DC is hurting baby. It's hurting. It's franchises nowhere near Marvel. Just saying, but um, th- I'm not just saying everyone believes that. So Keaton is Michael Keaton, who is another man that I am obsessed with. And can we just talk for five minutes? Does anyone, please, please tell me, those 90 babies out there, remember Jack Frost? Come on. Jack Frost, where Michael Keaton dies in a tragic accident as he's a traveling actor or traveling musician. And he gets in a car crash because it's snowing on Christmas Eve because he's going to play a gig because he's a musician. He's a musician. I cannot say he's a musician baby and he's got to play and he leaves Kelly Preston and the his little son and he dies and he gets reincarnated into the snowman that lives in the front yard and it's one of the best movies it makes you sob like a little bitch I still sob like a little bitch every time I watch it Michael Keaton is just the man can't Birdman was one of my favorite movies of all time you can't he is so quirky. I love him. If he came back and played Batman, I think I would poop my pants. So he's in talks to come back and play Batman. I mean, can the news get any better? I don't think it... I literally don't think it can. But it does. It gets better. It gets better. For at least the f- females and some male of the population. So I cannot begin to describe to you the amount of excitement and joy when I found out about this show that was being released on Netflix by one of my favorite people in the entire world, one of the people who I am so attracted to on another level that I can't even begin to describe to you, a little, a little, a little quip about me is that I am severely and extremely picky with what I'm, who I'm actually attracted to, like physically attracted to. We're not going to get super in depth with that, but like, there are certain people who like make my, like actually make my heart flutter and it's a very few amount of people. So Zac Efron, oh my God, Zac Efron, who is now 32 and- the man just gets sexier. Like the fact that he was Troy Bolton in High School Musical and he was like sexy then. And then he was in 17 again and he was sexy in that. And then he was in like Mike and whatever the wedding movie and just more Charlie St. Clair. I mean, he's I, I don't know what it is about his genetic makeup or about like the actual measurements of face and hair and eyes and face and smile and like actual cares and morals. I know that I'm just going on and on and on and I know that some might not enjoy this but I'm I'm, I'm getting somewhere I promise. Just let me freaking obsess for a second about one of the most beautiful specimens on the entire face of the planet. Long story short Zach Efron's new show is coming out on Netflix and I freaking can't wait. And it's called Down to Earth with Zac Efron. Okay, this is what I think about Zac Efron. I think Zac Efron is the new Leo DiCaprio in our generation's movement of like environmentalism. He's he's an activist. He's like he's an outdoorist. He trap like he travels. He's he's someone who is like super in touch with the outdoors and just spends most of his time out there. But Down to Earth is going to be coming out on July 10th, and he's going to be teaming up with wellness expert Darian Olean. And they're going to be traveling and it's a series about human connection and traveling the globe. And they're going to be investigating the ways that people are taking action towards a sustainable future. Everything down from what we ingest to our environment to different ways of different ways of life. I cannot wait. I watched the trailer and screamed screamed like a little bitch at a like Jonas Brothers in sync concert when you're like you're 13 and I'm not somebody who's I'm someone who gets like I don't I've never screamed fangirl at a con- well okay that's a lie that's a lie I was gonna go on a rant and I think my my thoughts of like screaming like a little 13 year old screaming no but I when I see my never mind <laughs> I can't, when I see myself when I see myself at the last concert that I went to I was an absolute fangirl so Just, just retract anything that I said there. It looks super good, and I think the thing about Zac Efron too is that like he's another person who I think is extremely talented, who I think is extremely bright, and I think is one of our visionaries moving forward. At least, I mean, I know that there's like more people out there, but he's somebody who like believes he believes in things that are going to matter for our future, like. The environment, like, the environment is huge. Like, if we don't have a planet to live on in our future, there, there is no, there is no future. So I think that's one of the craziest things that people have to realize is, like, we're not just living on something that's going to sustain itself for, like, the rest of time. Like, there's limited research. I mean, this is, I'm not, I'm not your fucking science teacher here. Like, do, like, there's the earth is just not like an ever giving, ever flowing thing. So the fact that he's doing this, which honestly is a long time coming. And like, I know that this is probably, this has been in works for a while, but it looks super great. I cannot wait to see one of the sexiest dime pieces on the face of the earth. Talk about things that actually matter to my heart. Like, you know what? If I can manifest a man like you who like is cares, like cares about these issues. I just need to manifest myself a man like Zac Efron, man, the freaking dreamy ass, just mm, everything, but is so environmentally forward or thinking or has the mind capacity, the open-mindedness to realize that we have to have a different way of life. Anyways, I'm going to end my my love-passionist manifesto for Zac Efron, which is not the first time nor the last time. But I definitely think that he's def- the Leo DiCaprio moving forward of just open-mindedness and Caring about, caring about the environment and sustainability. And so can't wait for that. Okay. Another obsession of mine, another big player here in my world. So M. Night Shyamalan has a new movie that's filming currently, and it's going to release in, or it's filming in July, and it's going to release in 2021. So I guess he has two more. He has two more movies that's like on the books, that are set to release, and he even has a third one that's set for Universal to come out for Universal Pictures. But so one's actually the one that's filming now. But he keeps all of his movies like super on low rap. It doesn't doesn't release anything just because of all of his storylines being super and in, like intertwined. And he's just one of those people that likes to keep it high, 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 high secret even I think with the actors until like they get there or not until they get there, but everyone is just sworn to keep everything super low key. Now M. Night Shyamalan is one of my favorite directors, even though he gets a bad rap for his recent works. I can go on an entire tangent about M. Night Shyamalan's repertoire. And I actually thought about doing it on the podcast or going through and rewatching and then just having an entire deep dive episode dedicated to M. Night Shyamalan and calling it the Shyamalan-a-ding-dong project. But, you know, it's just one of those things that's sitting in my arc, just kind of like an idea, project idea. But I think, you know, like, I feel like it might be a good idea. Anyways, this new movie that's coming out, he's keeping obviously along his normal themes of weird and dark, but it's been, he did give some, some set, some... Man, I'm losing my, my lips are losing the way that they move he said that he's really pulling from the visit that kind of humorous dark weird but actually like really dark kind of um kind of play on things so the cast which i did not write down because i honestly didn't really feel like going super in depth on this because there's not a lot of information still released but super talented cast that's released and the fact that there's two more movies are coming I I can't wait so I'm excited to see what he's putting out allegedly he said because he did come out with a series on Apple TV called The Servant also really weird and I started it but every time I watched it I think it was like after I don't I would probably have to rewatch it or pick back up where I was and go back an episode because it, it's it's an odd it's a weird show but it's creepy but it's good he like made a comment that that might have to possibly tie into things in these movies so all of his works tie together which I respect as like his his creative his style and like his prerogative and like what he does. Like I respect that he creates he's he's a creator of this of his universe, of his universes and I absolutely adore that. So I know I just hit you with a lot of that was a lot of good news, right? Don't you feel like that was a lot of good news? I feel like it was. I got just so excited stuff to look forward to and I could not wait to share last piece of like really awesome good news on the movie front is that the Oscars future films that are sent in to be considered to be nominated for an Oscar. That's a whole insane process. Like when things get nominated for Oscars, it's not just because people see the movie and they go, Ooh, like I liked that we're going to nominate them. The, the films themselves actually have to submit themselves to the Oscar Academy and you have to like pay a shit ton of money and you have to like, the requirements are insane to actually be, Submitted to even be considered then for an Oscar nomination. But going forward in the future, the Oscars must, films that are sent into the Oscars must meet a diversity and inclusive rules, which is a long time coming. The Oscars have been known for a long time to be a predominantly white driven From the board, from the nominees, from everything. I mean, that's not, that's once again, if you look back at the numbers and if you look back at people nominated and you see that more white people, majority white are nominated versus black, brown of all, all different colors, different races. I mean, once again, the numbers and the proof is in the pudding. They don't lie. It's weird that there's not more. Okay. That's just fact. It's just actual fact. So that's changing because. In more than 90 years of the Oscars, get this. This is insane. No black director has ever won the Best Director award ever. Let alone, no black women have ever been nominated for best director. Okay? so like not, 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 not even are we talking about racial, like we're also talking about like inclu- like we're, we're talking about gender inclusion and equality here at the Oscars. Only two films. My black directors have been awarded best picture two, two out of over 90 years of the Oscars. And the best picture was Steve McQueen's 12 Years a Slave and Barry Jenkins Moonlight. I mean, yes, it's wonderful that this is happening. Thank I mean, thank the fucking God. I mean, it's the very little that can start. And I guess you have to start, you have to start somewhere. But so they're moving in the right direction. We're moving in the right direction, but it's a long time coming. That's all I'm going to say about that. But that's good news. You know that's good news. If you're going to put that out there and you're going to start making stipulations that movies have to make diverse, you know what? It's 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 bringing in representation in film and movie and TVs where we need it. Everyone watches TV. Everyone watches movies. We're not all fucking white. So why do you want a white? We, people of their own color and of their own race and of their own gender want to watch themselves on TV. And, and that shit, that, of course, of course we all want to watch difference. In t- we, we, I want to watch stories. And I talk about this in my last podcast and, and empathy over everything. It's, it's a matter of representation and, and what we, and what we take in visually as well. And because that's a lot of our influence, right? We're influenced, we're watching, we're, we are we are we are content consumers. We are content guzzlers now more than ever. So why is there just white stories on TV most of the time? You know, it's just thinking of that nature moving forward. And speaking of that, I want to talk about some current binges binges that I want to recommend because they are fan fucking tastic. And if you're looking for other for other shows to dip your toes in, other you know, other stories, black stories, brown stories. To dip your toes in. I I just said dip your toes in again. Can we can we get a ticker at the bottom hand of the screen of how many times I'm going to say that? So current binges. I talked about it on um, Empathy Over Everything, but I finished it. Dear White People is one of the best shows that I've seen in a long time. And I take in a lot of content. We all do. Um, but it's a show with, like, a storyline driven and, like and cinematography driven and character driven um it's absolutely fantastic there's three seasons of it on netflix it was originally a a feature film movie um that was then made into a netflix series i talk talk a little bit more about in depth on the last episode dear white people three seasons on netflix it's 95 percent on rotten tomatoes but the thing about it that is so genius is that it's it's willingness to confront tough social issues with a comedic presence a comedic grace it's so it's so good but it's about um it's about a group of it takes place at an Ivy League college that is predominantly predominantly white and it follows its black ensemble cast and members and 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 other, I mean, it follows, you know, a couple of supporting characters, which are, you know, played by white actors. But our leading, our leading characters, we have a leading black ensemble, and they're absolutely fantastic, extremely talented. The acting, one of my favorite parts about this show is I'm obsessed with the breaking of the four wall, which if you think of a TV, if you think of actors in a TV, there's four walls. So normally the actors don't acknowledge that you're there. Sometimes that can be seen as taboo. Sometimes it can be seen as like a special kind of technique. Um, it's seen a lot in, on, in, in live theater, um, breaking of the wall. In film, in, in movies and in film, it's a little bit different. And it's, uh, like, talking, yeah, talking through the TV. But they they break the fourth wall in, like, every episode in the show, which I absolutely am, am obsessed with. So I love that feeling of, like, we're watching. And, like, they know that we're watching. And they're acknowledging that we're watching. And they're acknowledging with us certain things that have happened that have just happened to them by, like, looking at us like we're, like. Par- so super cool. Could not, I mean, I didn't watch anything but Dear White People until I was done with it. But it's It's really great. It's funny. It's smart. Um, It has, it covers a lot of, once again, covers a lot of just tough social and racial issues um, in a way that through storytelling and through this almost kind of, but then also kind of has like this little piece that kind of starts to come in in season two and three that makes it almost, that does kind of bring in like this fun fictional element of like, a, like a secret group anyways big fan highly recommend it um, another show that is on netflix but is actually an fx original that i have just finished and watched directly after dear white people and could not could not get enough of it was pose so pose there's two seasons on netflix it's an, an fx original 96 percent on rotten tomatoes for those people who care because i know people care about that Um, So this show. It's set in the 1980s. It's set in New York 1980s. And Pose gives a look into. Ball culture. B-A-L-L culture. World. Where. Mothers. Come forward. And provide support. To the LGBT community. LGBTQ youth. Who have been rejected by their families. And put out on the streets. So. Just to kind of go back, so ball cu- ball culture was huge in the 70s and huge in the 80s um, with the LGBTQ community. It was a place where they could go and be together and have a place of safety and acceptance. And what it was is they would put on these balls and they would have different categories and these categories then would be graded and judged and it it was categories on it was they were judged on on outfit creation and performance and attitude. And it was like it's like runway. a a, a Like a beautiful kind of diff, creation of of actual runway modeling and a drag show. But it's the actual performance and they would compete in their houses that were led by their mothers, which were members of the lgbtq community whether they t- typically a lot trans women and they would have these create their homes where they would take in kids who were thrown out by their families because of their because of their identifying who they who and what they identified as literally thrown out on the streets had nowhere to go were homeless so then the mothers and these houses would form, and they would compete as houses in ball. and it was their and there was their community. it was their it was their lifeline. And it's an absolutely beautiful show. I c- cried numerous times watching it. The talent, It's one of the, Pose actually features the largest cast of trans actresses in any scripted series in history, in history. Once again, we're talking about representation, people. We are, we are a melting pot. We have so many people of shape, color, loves. It, it doesn't matter. This show is going to give you a little, a little view into a different part of our different part of our beautiful world. And that was something that I was pleasantly just enjoyed so much. One of my, one of my best friends, um, recommended it to me and she took an actual class in college. It was all about history of, of ball culture and, um, ball. I'm, no, I'm probably saying that weird the way I pronounce it, but it, it was a salvation. Ball culture in the eighties was a place of salvation for queer people who were literally looked at as subhuman at the time, at that time, and are still to this day looked at as subhuman and are being killed. So another fantastic, fantastic show by Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk, who actually brought on, because they are white men, but actually brought on um, people to really be actual people who live actual trans people actually actual you know black and brown people of the queer community into filming to make sure that these stories were told authentically and not told by white men so it's billy porter um, starring Bailey porter mj rodriguez it's it's absolutely beautiful so fun musically performance wise I mean, I found myself yelling and clapping and snapping at my TV the entire time watching it. So huge fan, cannot recommend anymore. Um, so yeah, two two shows. Okay, so now I'm gonna. Now we're gonna come to. Now we're gonna come to the one last weird ass, the weird ass thing that I've been looking forward to talking about, and then I talked that I was gonna talk about. So. Over the past, over the last weekend, um, I discovered myself and my friends discovered first nodding, And never heard of it before in my entire life, never really knew what it was, but apparently it's something that's been around. It was an app that was created for people to create their own like virtual reality and adventure explore game, like reality explore game in real life. But the whole point of it is that it's – what it does is you download the app, and then it's – and this gets really weirdly, like, quantumly science And I know that there's skeptics out there, but what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to – it generates quantum points by a quantum random number generation that then creates actual coordinates that then takes you to a place – And the point of it is, is it's supposed to take you out of your everyday real life simulation or real life patterns and real life everyday movements. It's supposed to take you out of that and take you to places that you've never been, you've never seen, that you never knew existed, that are right in your backyard. Now, here's where it gets kind of weird, is that these points are generated by a quantum measuring system. And you can go and you can do your homework. I've gone and done my research, and it's, I'm gonna try to put it in layman's terms and dummy's terms for everyone because it gets really, I keep saying quantum y, but it keeps getting really into that kind of lingo and dialogue and like the different types of measuring and wild. So this app uses a generator. That is, it's a, it's a research generator that takes in, um, it measures the, basically measures the energy of an area based on, based on random point that are, it's measured like, okay, this is where it gets science-y and like arrow wise, but it's measured, particles are measured through a vacuum, long story short, crazy science shit and it then formulates a map that shows like thermal map that we're showing where points of basically essentially high energy is and then very 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 void low energy is and what this app and what rando Nodding is is it's saying that these two areas they're called attractors and they're called voids these two areas attractors being high high areas high quantum generated number coordinate points of a lot of a lot of energy, and then ones of not very low, called high attractors, low or the voids. They're said that there's been multiple and multiple and multiple and multiple reports that in these areas, randonauters that's what they call the people doing it have had me- like meaningful experiences, spiritual experiences, experiences that are out of the everyday normal. They're saying that these areas take you into those places. Now, another part of it, it's also mentally motivated. So another big piece of this is the mind matter, the mind matter manifestation, the mind matter um, intention. So you go onto the app you decide the type of area you want to be taken to. You want to be taken to an attractor area, void area, and honestly, I've we've gone we've gone to both and I'll get into that my experiences with it. Um, and you're taken there and okay, so back up. So you choose which way or what you want on the app and then while it's pulling your points, you then have to put out, you then have to create an intention in your mind. You don't type it in, you create it in your mind of what you, of what experience or what you want at these locations. It's all intention driven because it also goes into a really insane description of the mind matter, the mind matter intention. And it also goes into a really deep, wacky kind of way of saying that. We don't realize how much our minds have control over what we actually see and do. So when you put a, an intention out there and it also measures it somehow, I don't, I can't explain to you how. But you can go and read, and you can also try it yourself. But. It's insane. And there's a subreddit about it. And there was a, it's a huge thing on TikTok right now, which TikToks can be a little weird because you don't know if people are faking them or not. But weird stuff has weird stuff happens. And now people go in with good intent, people go in with bad intent. Um, They say on the app to not do this alone because you're obviously walking around, you're driving around, you're traveling. Um, But they say to like go in with it with like, it's not supposed to be like a dark thing. It really is supposed to just be like a fun, explorative way. But there's also a, it's also different. It's, it's crazy. And I'm just going to talk about my experience with it. So Saturday, so Saturday evening, I'm sitting on the couch with one of my best friends and we like had a we had a big we did a hike that early morning. It was like raining. we were just kind of hanging out, and like she turns to me and she was like, "Uh, so what do you know about rando nodding?" And I'm like, "I don't know anything about rando nodding." And we see somebody else on social media like do it and like account their experience, and then we go on and we start like looking up all these tiktoks and reading about it and like getting chills and like i'm getting watery eyed because whenever i get like a feeling inside like typically it's like spiritual or like it, i i get it a lot when i hear stories about like supernatural stuff like my eyes start to water and i get chills all over and like i just get overtaken with just an utter chill like okay like this is something crazy so we download the app and we're like okay are, are, are we gonna do this and just to give you just to give you an idea of some of the things that like we read and that we heard so there's one main huge one and now this is a negative one and this is a bad intention one but this is a huge one that's like actually made national headline news is that there was a group of kids in seattle who did it and their intention was like murder or death or something nutty and it literally their coordinate their random quantum random number generator took them to a coordinate point then took to him to an area it was like down by like the water it was like rocky like underneath like probably like a like a underway or underpass or whatever and they there was a suitcase right there and inside the suitcase was what come what came to be found out as human remains like just absolutely wild okay so that's one circumstance the the other one that I read about Or one of the other ones that like I brings me to my mind is that there was a group of group of girls who were saying that they just had a friend recently pass and they said her name um, said her name was Abby and when their intention was Abby something with that the coordinate points took them it ended them up at a tennis court and she was like a tennis player there's a million subreddits of people having different experiences that are actually genuinely meaningful to them. There was a, there was another girl who had lost her sister and she had a tattoo of like her, the sister's um, birthday month flower. And she, her, when she like put in her attention and like picked her spot, her coordinates ended up taking her to an open field where the freaking flower was. And she like had a picture of like her arm by the flower. I mean, A lot of different things or like there's something as simple as like your intention is a color and it takes you to something like there's a many accounts and it's just something that I believe in and I truly believe in the order of the unseen. I believe in spirit. I believe in signs. I believe in things are we're all tied and I think that there's a synchronicity to this life that is happening that we don't know and I think that when we pay attention and when we see those signs they're signs that should validate us that we're going in the right direction um anyways that's my belief so I'm gonna now let's go into actually what happened for us so we jumped in the car and we was like and we were like and we was like and we're like okay let's go so i was the first one to generate the points okay so i chose to go to a certain area and i had my intent and my intent in mind was i said to myself when i looked at my plotted points with all of us getting ready to like drive and go in the car i was like i want to I, I i just kept thinking to myself spiritually enlightening spiritually enlightening something visually spiritually enlightening that would happen so we go to point 1 and it actually take it's it's actually an address and takes us to like a house. So we're like okay, we obviously can't get out and walk around on the people's property. We're not going to do that. We don't want to, you know, we're not going to we don't want any part of that. But essentially I you know who knows what would have happened if we would have walked around back in the back. You know like in those wood like in the in the backyard like around like in The area we were in was, like, super woody. It's very, like, in hillsy, a lot of trees. So, like, these houses are tucked back in. So, it is a lot of land that you, like, could go and, like, explore. But, once again, people's property. Second property we go to, same thing. Takes us to an address, people's property. We're like, okay, we're not going to get out. We just are not going to be walking through people's yards. Third address, or third location. Takes us to an address, but it's around about, like, cul-de-sac, and we're driving through we're driving through we're driving through and my friend in the back seat like screams and is like stop and literally screams out loud and is like it's a f- it's an albino squirrel And we literally, like, I slammed, because I was driving, which I was, like, freaking out. I was like, guys, what if something crazy happens? And, like, I, like, don't have enough, like, control to, like, turn the car around. But I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I slam on the brakes. and We all just stand there. And I literally have a video of it. I took a video of it, because I was like, no one will ever believe, like, this is insane. There was a freaking all-white albino squirrel just leaping through the person's yard and, like, up a tree. And we just literally sat and stared at it. we were all like, okay, like, what? Like, What? Like, you're going to tell me, and see, this is my, like, skeptics can whatever. This is my thing, is that at that exact time where we're going, you're going to tell me that, like, at that exact time, there's going to be the albino squirrel, which is jumping through the yard, which is, have you ever freaking seen an albino squirrel? No, you haven't, because, like, they're extremely rare. So, like, what the what the freaking hell? So we were just completely flabbergasted, couldn't even, like, put two fucking thoughts together and we were like standing there and we like okay we better go or else people are gonna think we're nutty but we we didn't want to we were just staring at this albino squirrel at this randomly generated location that we were told to go to we were just like uh so we kind of drove around the rest of like and our points we kept getting like our, our next point so we had like new intentions I set a new intention And our next point like took us to somewhere on the highway. And then like after that, it was already we'd already been driving around for like two hours. We're like, okay, we're we're like we're done. It kept taking us to like people's yards. And we're like, we're not walking through people's yards. So we were like, honestly, okay with our experience, because we were like, can you imagine like what are the even chances? So me taking it a step further, I was like, okay, I believe in spiritual meanings and animals. And I believe that like when you come across one or like if you see something like I think that means something bigger. Once again, me going into my deeper belief. So I looked up what, like, what it, what the spiritual meaning behind an albino squirrel is. And I came across this and I'm going to read it to you. And I, I just keep in mind, I know like this time of what we're in, you just think of all the pieces coming together. So looking up the meaning of an albino squirrel So according to Chief Arval Looking Horse, traditional leader of the Lakota clan of the Sioux Nation and the 19th generation keeper of the white buffalo calf bundle, which is like a huge freaking big deal. The white, the albino white bundle to the Native Americans was big deal. The appearance of these white animals heralds a time of great urgency for the earth and humanity as a whole. It is said that the appearance of such unusually colored animals is a sign, an omen calling for us to unite as a people and walk as one. To see past the color of our neighbor's skin or the ancestry of their people and to come together and embrace them as brothers, sisters, and all related children of Mother Earth. Okay. So you're telling me that my intention that I put out was something I wanted to see something spiritually enlightening and I ran into a white albino fucking squirrel, have video of it, and then read up this meaning? Okay. Okay. So I'm sold. The following day, I go out with my mom, my brother, and my sister because we're all on the same wavelength. Everyone's very much into like the unseen order, like spirituality, like something greater, bigger, weird, abnormal, whatever. So we get in the car and I set my intention. I said, okay, let's start this off just really simple and nothing big. Let's just put our intention. I want everyone in this car to think of our intention being blue. Our intention's blue. So we draw our first um, quantum random generated coordinate points and it takes us to um, takes us to right. It's like five, six minutes away. And as we're driving along our path and we get into this neighborhood, that's being like it's another neighborhood, but is has like a park and is being like developed. Our ending point on our GPS stopped us directly next to a swing set that was blue. It was a blue play set. That was it. That was the end of art. That was was where we were going to go. That was that. So crazy, wild, my argument this whole time is it could have been yellow. It could have been red. Like we could have gotten to this point and it could have been anything else. But our intention was blue and it took us to a blue swing set. Fight me. Our second point. We're going to our second point. We're going to our second point. My parents kind of live out in the boonies. So there's a lot of land. It's very hilly. It's very spread out. There's farms. So there's a lot of these new development neighborhoods where it's like these new houses and then like nothing. So plots of land takes us into one of these new development like homes or neighborhoods. And as we're driving back, we're starting to get back to the back of a cul-de-sac where it was taking us and it was the, the whole cul-de-sac wasn't yet developed, but one of the last houses, it told us to stop directly um, in front of the last house that was being built that had a random blue front, like fronting that was like super fucking ugly. But then at the exact same time coming next to us on the sidewalk, walking next to us was a boy in a blue shirt with his mom walking their dog in the blue in a blue harness once again these colors could have been anything it could have been yellow it could have been green it could have been white it could have been a graphic tee but no at that moment in that time that we pulled up in that spot there was a boy wearing a blue shirt walking his dog with a blue harness and a blue front siding house okay i'm telling you i'm telling you it's weird it's bizarre it's super fun And it just poses me to, you can be a skeptic, you can be a believer, you can be whatever you want, whatever, but I very much urge you to try it with a friend, try it with a group of friends, don't do it by yourself, but go and just see what happens. And I'm telling you, I can guarantee you, you're going to have something weird happen to you and it's going to make you question and it's going to make you think and that's what it's supposed to do. But it just poses me to leave us at this one question is like, when did we all stop believing in magic? Because I'm going to tell you something, but I genuinely, genuinely believe on numerous accounts that I've had that it's around us, guys. It's everywhere. And if we just like tune our minds into it, There's a lot of things that we don't understand, just like quantum and measuring things, measuring particles in a vacuum to get a certain measurement of, I mean, it might all sound, but it's not, it's not hokey pokey. I mean, there's other things going on and I just think it's so crazy, but the app is called Randonautica and it's R-A-N-D-O-N-A-U-T-I-C-A, like nautica, like water nautica, rando Nautica. so yeah that's the experience and it's pretty weird it's pretty weird but honestly i don't really believe in weird and I, i i mean i i believe i believe in weird i do not believe in coincidences i don't believe things just oh that just that like one time that one that one case the one probability of it happening i don't believe in coincidence i believe in things happen things happen because there's a pool there's something else there's Mind, spirit, I believe. So, um, yeah. Y'all, we just went on a journey together. I think there's a lot of good stuff. It made me happy. It made me feel good. I hope it made you happy and made you feel good. Um, I hope everyone has a fantastic July 4th weekend. And I also want to, I wouldn't feel... Um, right if I didn't also acknowledge the fact that July 4th um, was not the date that set everyone free and we just observed Juneteenth um, which was the actual day where everyone black slaves that were in Texas that were still being held under slavery were actually quote-unquote freed from slavery and slave owners and um, So yes, we are celebrating the freedom of the United States for July 4th, but also keeping in our hearts and keeping in our forefront of our minds that that also does not, that's not everyone's holiday and that it doesn't equate to everyone else's freedom. So with that in mind, we enjoy the time that we have with our families. We enjoy the time that we have with our friends. Um, We stay vigilant. We stay present. We stay pushing forward we have a phenomenal weekend if you're going to be outside i hope you're enjoying the outside i hope you have some beverages and just think about all the amazing new movies that we possibly have to look forward to and then think about us actually being able to talk about them it's gonna be great um yeah if you're still listening thank you so much for spending your time with me i greatly appreciate you this has been another episode of mad yet mighty i'm your host megan cipollone and i will talk to you next time